0: Hey, Business Building Warrior, welcome to another episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm taking a little bit of a career risk today. I'm going slightly off topic. You've heard me do this before, of course, if you listen regularly, but I posted something in the Facebook group recently. I was asking for some feedback from the community on something I'm considering doing, and this is me experimenting with doing it. Here was the topic. I said, uh, I've got this book in mind that I've been working on, on and off for a few years now. It's kind of mostly outlined. It's a topic that I've got a lot to say on just based on experience. I've been doing e-commerce for 20 years and there's some unique creative challenges that come with leading effectively in an e-commerce internet arena where most of your team is spread out. And there's people that you work very closely with that you almost never see and the unique challenges that come from that. So as I'm putting these thoughts together, uh, it occurred to me maybe I just need to start putting some of this content out there on the podcast and see if it resonates. And if the feedback from the community is, hey, you know, just stick to the Amazon stuff, just stick to the success stories and the motivational testimonials from the students and. And the the strategies and techniques for growing my Amazon business, selling more products, that sort of thing. Hey, we're good at that. We're very good at that. We've got over 7,000 coaching students at this point over the past 18, 19 years. Many, many more people than that have bought our course. We've got colleges, universities using the proven Amazon course as a curriculum for their entrepreneurship programs. We're good at all of that. I'm not moving away from that. But there are a few days a week that we could start to insert an episode here and there talking about e-commerce leadership. That may become its own podcast at some point. That book may eventually get done at some point. But this is just me speaking from the heart from time to time. Again, we'll see how it resonates. I would love your feedback so that we don't waste your time. And I want these episodes to be useful to you. So what's the premise of putting leadership concepts on an e-commerce podcast? Let me back up maybe and, and present that you're on a leadership journey. Whether you like it or not, growing a business is a leadership journey. Your ability to lead effectively is the ceiling on your success in any business that you're going to try to build. If you're in denial of that fact still, you'll realize it eventually, and then this will make a whole lot of sense to you. This is a timeless truth. It's a biblical truth. It's a human psychology truth. It's just the way the world works. The things that it takes for you to build a successful business mean you're going to have to improve your leadership skills, communication, humility, serving others well, delayed gratification. There's a big one. If you don't have those character traits and a whole bunch of other ones, you're not going to be very good at building a business. Let me explain delayed gratification. Maybe you don't know what I'm saying. As a business owner... If you're not okay with putting $1,000 of your own money at risk and waiting and hoping that at some point in the future, that investment, that risk pays off, you've delayed the gratification. You could have gone out and bought yourself that latest pair of you know, shoes that you really wanted instead. No, but you delayed the gratification you put it into serving others and you're hoping that that thousand dollars turns into something more than a thousand dollars. It may turn into $200. Who knows? You're a business owner. There's risk inherent in the activity. So all those factors lead up to you're on a, a leadership, a self-discipline and leadership journey as a business builder. I love Jim Rohn says, set out to make a million dollars, not so you can have a million dollars, but so that you can become the kind of person who has a million dollars. You, you can build in yourself what it takes to actually accumulate those kind of resources. It doesn't just fall in your lap. The movie Forrest Gump was fiction. <laughs> that, that wasn't real. You realize that, right? Great movie. But you don't just stumble into huge opportunities. Some of us are lucky and some of us aren't. That's not how it works. The people who are building great businesses are very intentional, very disciplined, and they are on a leadership journey. So when I posted this in the Facebook group, the vast majority of people giving me feedback we're encouraging me, hey, just go ahead and do it. Start talking about this stuff. See where it goes. We'd love to hear more. So based on that feedback, I'm doing it. Maybe I should stick a link to that discussion in the show notes today. So you can see, I'm not making this up. We had a lot of people step up in our Facebook group. It's a free group, 70,000 of us hanging out, talking e-commerce from around the world all day, every day. I launched the group. Actually, as I'm recording this episode today, nine years ago today, 2013, we launched that Facebook group. But we've got 70,000 members now. We're very picky about who we let in. That group would be half a million people by now if we let everybody in. Probably a lot more than that, actually. But we kick people out if they're there to scam and spam and create havoc and try to sell the latest, whatever it is that they've got. It's, you know their first day. They come in trying to sell stuff. and like, no, that, that's this isn't your community. So we kick them out. We ask you questions when you try to get in to make sure you're a serious business building warrior. And if you are, then you get in. And when I asked that group, should I do podcast episodes like this from time to time, they said resoundingly, yes. Now I realized the people who were going to say no probably didn't speak up. (laughs) So your anonymous feedback is totally welcome. If you want to send a note to our support team and say, hey, I would rather Jim not know my name or my email address, but but please let him know, please stick to the e-commerce topics instead. But let me give you a little taste with that setup of the kind of stuff I want to talk about. Some of the rules that our team has run by for a very long time. And I've learned a lot of this the hard way. A lot of these lessons have come because we ran into some brick walls and had to figure it out. So hopefully I could prevent you from running into some similar brick walls. And I hinted at one of the biggest challenges that you'll encounter running a business, e-commerce with a team that's kind of spread out. we teach this stuff hire people from the Philippines, partner up with people who live in multiple states away. And you know how do you manage these things? Well, there's a whole bunch of topics I could dive into here. And by the way, the, the theme of all of this is leading with depth. And you've heard me talk about this book before, actually. If you've listened to several episodes, you may this title may ring a bell. I've been working on it a while. But the title is Leading with Depth in the Shallow Waters of E-Commerce and Social Media. Something like that. I'm still playing with the title. Hopefully nobody steals the title. If they do, I'll shift it around a little bit. No big deal. I I really hope they don't though, uh, because I've been talking about it and working on it for a while around that general theme. So leading with depth. What does that mean? That means forming real relationships, making true progress, building a profitable business that you can be proud of, that's constantly adding new people and you're on this leadership journey. So what's some specific examples of some of the things that we've learned the hard way that I think could save you a lot of heartache? I'm just going to hit you with a couple today. And in the future, when I do these sorts of leadership journey episodes, I'm not going to set it up as much as I have today. I'll probably refer people back to this episode to hear the explanation behind why we're doing this. We'll probably call it leadership corner or leadership tips or something like that. I'm open to your suggestions. Send me your ideas. Maybe just a two or three minute episode with a quick tip. What's the tip today? Let's talk about communication, right? That obviously is one of the bigger challenges you're going to face. I mean, even companies that have a brick building and a parking lot and everybody shows up at the same place every day has that same challenge. I actually had this conversation, believe it or not, with Dave Ramsey himself at one point, talking about the challenges of communication in an organization that's growing so fast. How do you manage that? Now, your organization may not be growing that fast, but if you had one person when it was just you, you've doubled your company. You know, you had a couple more, you've doubled it again. A company that grow is growing in the dynamics of that. How do you handle communication? And that's a huge topic. Many people have written books on it, but not a lot of content out there in the angle that we're going at today. Because remember, I'm talking about a virtual team. People aren't showing up at the same brick building every day in the same parking lot and hey, walk down the hall if you got a problem with somebody. You can't really do that. But you can do the next best thing. And here's the challenge for you. You may be in the habit, I would venture to guess that the vast majority of us by default slip into the habit of communicating via written text and email for the vast majority, maybe Facebook Messenger or even social media platforms. You know, that's how we're communicating with people the vast majority of the time. That is a huge miscalculation. That is a huge mistake. If the vast majority of your communication with your team and with other people you're doing business with is the written format, typed format, emails, et cetera, you're making a big mistake because you you aren't advancing those relationships nearly as fast as you could and should be. I shared this at our recent Proven conference in my opening remarks. I felt compelled to do so and it's a topic that I hit frequently because it is powerful. It's overlooked. It seems obvious. Like, oh, that's common sense. Yeah, I'll, I'll make that change someday. But this really is a powerful strategy. I actually have an older podcast episode called something like The Secret Superpower That Most Internet Marketers Ignore. Something like that. If you go back and look at the older podcast episodes, look for the word superpower, you'll find it. And this is it. It's picking up your phone. It's hopping on a Zoom. Many of us are very resistant to do that. But the progress you're making in your relationships, in your business, and the profit, in the bank is going to take a huge boost if you make this one little flip. You ask yourself before you send an email or before you send a message or a text, is there a really good reason why I'm not getting on the phone right now and giving this person a phone call? Even if we find phone calls annoying, even if they find them kind of annoying, it's always beneficial. Because as I shared at our recent event, to give you specifics, there's a 10x, and this is kind of gym theory, but I think there's enough science and data to back it up. And certainly in my own experience, I've seen this. There's a 10x effect that kicks in as we advance through the different communication options that we have. So, what's the least effective? Let's go all the way back in like smoke signals, Morse code, a handwritten letter, right? That takes some time to deliver, very impersonal. But, you know, handwritten letters can be very powerful. Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge fan of those in the right context. You should be writing letters of gratitude that people can hold and, and savor. That will move your business forward very, very quickly. But for someone that you're trying to build a serious relationship with or someone that's on your team, and and when I say team building, I'm not talking about, oh, everyone goes out to the woods and we do a ropes course together and trust falls and all that. Like this corporate team building thing, I, I find them borderline useless. I'm just saying, the more human you can make your interactions the faster your trust is going to grow so let's talk about the 10x thing so we think there's impersonal the slow the letters that we write that sort of thing they take time if you go to just from written a written letter like hey i really need you to take a look at this project i need you to do x y and z for me by next week if that's a handwritten note and you stick it in the mail that's no one does that obviously text is better than that or an email 10 times better more effective at getting a project done and moving things forward Even building trust, the little emoji thing, text back and forth. Yeah, that's good. That's a 10 times jump. And that's good. But do you want to make another 10 times jump? Get on the phone. That's another 10 times jump. They can hear your voice. You can hear the inflections in the other person's voice. You can check in on them a little bit, spend a couple minutes. That's a 10 times jump. Do you want to take another 10x jump beyond that? Do a Zoom instead of a phone. That's a 10x jump in moving trust forward. Do you want to take another 10X jump? Get on an airplane and go meet face-to-face. And I would say that one's maybe even a 20 or 30X jump from just being on the phone. And that's why people love our live experiences, for example. They just can't wait for that next event, that next chance they have to see people face-to-face, to just sit there and hang out and talk about life. There's no other format that allows us to do that. So there's my 10X rule, 10X, 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 right? Constantly figure out and challenge yourself. Why am I settling for a text right now when I should and probably could be on a phone call right now instead? Or why am I settling for a phone call right now when I probably couldn't should be on a Zoom instead? And that whole excuse of "Well, I just don't like how I look on the on the Zoom. I don't want to have to get all ready." No, you need to get over that. Nobody cares, and I know for the ladies, I don't understand. I get it. I'm not one myself. I get out of the shower. I dry my hair and I hop on a zoom. That's not fair. Guys don't have as much work to do to feel like, yeah, ready to face the world. You know. And I'm not saying all women feel exactly the same way, but I know most guys feel the way I do. It's like, yeah, I dried my hair. I took a shower in the last 24 hours. And I'm good to go. Like that's kind of a guy thing. And so I get it. But even that figure out a way to feel a little less stressed. And, and the best way to feel less stress doing Zooms and, and video is do more of it. Just challenge yourself. I'm going to do 30 of them before I decide. And then I'll decide if this is something I want to continue to do or not. And you're going to see the ability to see the expressions, the interactions. I mean, ladies know this instinctually better than men, from my experience. 70% of all communication is body language. You don't get any of that over the phone. You don't get any body language. You can hear the voice inflections and such, but you don't get the body language. You don't get to interact with each other. So get on Zoom, take advantage of the tools and the resources that we have. So few of us as business leaders are maximizing that opportunity. So I'll leave it at that. One of the big challenges I have for my team all the time is get on Zoom instead of on the phone. I'm always pushing them. And they know who I'm talking about right now too, if they're listening to this or watching. So here's another tip, and I'll leave it at this for today. This is an email tip. When should I use email and when shouldn't I? And I could talk a lot about email. I love email. I think it's it's a beautiful, revolutionary way to move your business and life forward and the the ability to include other people and CC them and make sure everybody sees what's going on. It can get horrible and ugly and complex and overused and spams, and I, I understand all of that. But here's a rule of when not to use email. And this is something that I've latched onto and I'd say for 15 years, anyone on my team has heard me preach this and teach this and pound it. If it's an emotional topic or if it's a complex topic or if there's any potential for confrontation in the topic at hand, do not, do not, do not use email for emotional, complex, or confrontational don't use email. It's so easy to misinterpret. It's so hard to go back and explain yourself. A little phrase can come off wrong. If there's emotion involved at all, good or bad, it could be great news. Hey, great news guys. You know, the best way to do that is make a quick video or get on the, get on a zoom call, get on the phone. Or if it's, Hey, kind of got to confront you over something here. Don't do that in an email. If there's any chance of the other person feeling like they've been put on defense because of what you're saying, it does not belong in written format. It just doesn't. I want to say it's not fair to the other person, but that's a word I try not to use. It's taken a sledgehammer to what could be just a little gnat of a problem. It's overkill to use an email. You want to have nuance. You want to have the chance to explain yourself, for them to ask questions, the chance for you to say, well, if I understand you correctly, I think what you're saying is X, Y, and Z. You have to have verbal interaction to do that. So if there's emotion, if it's a complex subject, there's a lot of moving parts here. Start it off with a, with a face-to-face, with a conversation, with a Zoom. Don't just fire off an email that has 18 valid points that I need you to address. No. And another good rule of thumb, bonus rule for email is, one email, one topic, never multiple topics. Never say, hey, here's the six things I've been wanting to go over with you. One, two, three, four, five, six. No, (laughs) one email is one topic so we can get other people involved if we need to. Another separate email is the other topic with different people who need to be involved and involved in that conversation, right? And you can keep it separated that way. Don't send emails that have multiple subjects that have to be addressed. Just get out of the habit of doing that. Short emails are best. Super short, to the point, non-emotional, not complex, not confrontational. Just, hey, moving the appointment from two to four on Friday, let me know if that doesn't work. That's a great email. Not, I've been wanting to challenge you on a few things that I think you need to work harder on. Here's one, here's two, here's three, here's four, here's five, here's six. That is the worst use of email imaginable. And I don't know that I need to go into why. I think if you just make the shift, it will become self-evident. Treat people like you'd like to be treated. You don't want to get those kind of emails from people. You want to have a conversation. If someone misunderstands you, you want to have a chance to explain yourself, right? Maybe say, hey, there's a couple of things I'd like to talk to you about. Could I get an appointment on your calendar? It has to do with X, Y, and Z. I don't want to go into detail in an email. I'd really prefer to, to speak with you on this instead. You don't have to call them out of the blue, you know, set them up, give them some chance to think about it. But if there's emotion, if it's complex or if it's confrontational, please don't put it in an email or a text or a private message. Talk to people, right? Let's get back to that. Well, you know, there's a lot of directions I could go with this, but I think I'm going to cut it off here. So when people look at this, they don't say, wow, 45 minute episode. No, it's it's just uh, hopefully get in, get a few tips, strategies, leadership. And it doesn't matter if your team is small, maybe it's just you. I think some of the things I shared today, hopefully will challenge you because you've heard me say many times, and it's not my wisdom that's encouraging you to do this. This is timeless truths of business and growing something that sustains. Because remember, if you're not growing, you're dying. If you want to grow, that means your team's growing. You're adding more relationships. You're meeting new people, constantly adding to your circle of connections, always heading up an upward trajectory on your leadership. If you're doing these things, the kind of stuff we're talking about on episodes like this, the leadership episodes will hopefully serve you very well as you continue forward in your business, continue growing. There's no steady state. You don't have the choice. Choosing to hold things nice and steady is choosing to kill your business. So you don't have that option as a business building warrior. That's part of the reason that I call you a business building warrior is because you don't get to just chill for a few months at the state we're at right now. Even the people who have built an automated system, things go wrong, people quit, people move on, people get sick, systems break, processes change. There's no steady state here. You've got to constantly be in growth and learning mode. So the lessons I've learned, hopefully you find some value in them over the past 20 years. I've certainly learned the hard way in a lot of these things and I'm hoping that you benefit from them. So big important point to end this episode with, please, this is one of those episodes where I need to hear your feedback if you don't mind. Thumbs up, thumbs down. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I could make this a separate podcast. That's a reasonable request for you to make. I would think maybe uh, there's a handful of skeptics out there right now going, okay, Jim, I didn't learn one thing about how to sell on Amazon today. I'm not sure that this is what I want to hear from an e-commerce Amazon seller podcast. I'd love to hear the feedback. And if about 80% or so, of the feedback is like, hey, I think I really liked that. That was useful. Well, maybe we'll do this again. Or I may just continue writing my book. <laughs> And just stick it all in there as I think through these things. But I'd really appreciate your feedback. Jim Cockrum at Gmail is my email address. If you want to send me an email about this or like I said, email our support team. Or I'll stick a link to the conversation in our Facebook group that prompted this episode today. And you can join the conversation there and let us know what you thought. And be transparent. That's great. I'd sure appreciate it. All right, Business Building Warrior. It's been fun hanging out with you today. Thank you for giving me some of your time. Hopefully you benefited greatly from it. And I'm going to keep these episodes in the future, these leadership episodes, much shorter than this one today. But I kind of had to set up why I'm doing these a little bit today. So thanks for bearing with me as I did that. Hopefully you found that part useful too. But God bless you. We will have another great episode again very soon. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio.